Oh yeah. Welcome back, guys, to the Infamous Performance Podcast. Hope you've been enjoying some of the last episodes. Again, subscribe and push a like button for the previous. We've got our second guest on here today, Josh Myers. Hello. Uh, another long-term friend I've known, introduced him to Ben. Big history we've got together, but the main thing we're going to be touching base on today is mental health with specifically a lot of males. Um, because it's a, obviously it's a big topic going on at the moment in the world. We've seen a massive increase in it. We're bringing in Josh in today. We're talking about how it, we're going to get to the story that how a bit of training and a bit of fitness has helped him improve, pulling him out of some dark holes and situations. But we're mainly going to diverge into his history, what started it, how long he's had it, and being through it. And it's just that you know he's a big sort of like public person now. He's a, an actor, been in uh, quite a few British gangsterish dramas mainly one name you'll probably recognize is rise of the foot soldier yep you've been in a few of them yes i have um so we're going to get straight on with josh's career how did you get into acting uh i got into acting when i was about uh, i'd say about 10 11 years old uh, my father was big in the film industry yes yeah, so I, I know your dad yeah you know my dad for a long time well we know each other for like 20 years which is a long time. Um, and my father and my grandpa were big in the film industry. Um, they did films like Dumb and Dumber, Dirty Dancing, Buster the Mask, um, all the Halloween films, which yep. we'll maybe they're into as well. Yep. Um, and I just, I, I used to go and visit film sets and, and stuff like that. And I was always uh, a non-conformist at school. I didn't really want to do the work that I didn't want to do. But when it came to like drama classes, I loved it. Yep. That's all I ever wanted to do. Uh, my dad said, why don't you get into drama classes? And that's kind of how I started. I went to visit film sets when I was younger and I just absolutely loved it. And that was it. And then I carried on um, going to drama school. I went to Sylvia Young Drama School when I was younger. And I just carried on from there. I just went from strength to strength. And then when I got a little bit older, um, I had a few agents um, who, who would take me on. Yeah. Um, and then um, I started auditioning for film roles and stuff. And I started getting film roles. I remember my first film I'd done, I was about 17, 18 years old. And it was called Psychosis, a horror film. And I've never been so scared in my life. It was, it was very scary because I remember when the director said to me, there's a bit where I had to get uh, bitten on the neck. Um, yeah, so this is when I just started really, t this is probably around the time, yeah. we knew, we've probably known each other probably about two years or so from there. Yeah, definitely, so, yeah. yeah. I remember this yeah, time. Yeah, because I met you when I was about... I met you when I was about 16, yeah. and I'm nearly 35, so it's about 20, I worked it out, it's about 20 years we've known each other yeah. now, which is, which is mad. So I do it? remember, I remember you showing me the, yeah, the, the photo of, of the yeah, makeup. Yeah yeah, 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 so I got bitten on the neck, and, and that was my first kind of like 18 years old, getting into my first film, mm -hmm. and obviously the films I do now, thank God that I'm a bit of a, I mean this film was in and out of it within like five, ten minutes, but um films that I do now I'm in it for longer obviously because I'm getting more of a face known in the British film market um, but yeah I remember and I remember the director saying to me when the guy jumps it was a horror film so when the guy jumps up and bites you in the neck I want you to scream really loud and fall to the floor grabbing your neck there's going to be prosthetics there's going to be blood pumping out of you whatever I thought, yep, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, but like, if you know Josh, I can't know that you know he can scream really loud. Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um, so um, yeah, and, I, and he said, I was, I was like, okay, cool. And then I went for the audition, I nailed it, I did really well. And I remember him saying, "Have you ever seen American Werewolf in London?" I said, "No." Classic. I yeah, yeah, classic film. And I said, "I've never seen that before." And he said, "There's a bit on the moors where the werewolf attacks this guy. YouTube it." Watch him how he screams, and that is how I want you to react when I say action. I'm like, yeah, sweet, I can do that, no problem. I've never been so scared in my life. Uh, because I watched it on YouTube, and then when you're on set, it's very different. Mm. Like, you're on set, it's not just like how we are now. I'm like, yeah, I can do it. Like, there's the cap, the DOP, Director of Photography, says so the cameraman, he's got three assistants. Then there's a, the microphone, he's got three assistants. Then there's the makeup artist, the hair team, the costume department. Um, the lighting crew, there's like 25, 30 people just watching you go like that when he says action. So I was very scared. And he came up to me and said, right, you want to be an actor, right, don't you? Okay, here's your first role I'm giving you. Right, uh, you've auditioned for it, I liked you. 
show them why you're going to be an actor. And when I say action, he's just bitten you on the neck. He's ripped your neck open. It's all prosthetics. Yeah. Blood's gonna, there's a guy like all down pumping blood so it comes out. It's like it was real. Yeah. I want to see pain. And I was like, yeah. And it was snowing at the time. Gen- generally, it was snowing. It was really cold. I was shaking, scared, nervous. And I said, I'm so scared. He said, it's good to be scared. Anyway, cut on through short. And this is not bigging myself up at all. I got it on the first take. And I'm not a first take man. I'm usually fourth take. Yeah. Like, you, you, do the, you do your scene. You, so you rehearse it. You get it a little bit, a little bit better. And then you smash it. First take, I just let loose. And what I remember of American Mouth in London. And... Um, I did it and I remember him saying cut and everyone was clapping and I remember the people were like behind the camera were going oh my god I thought you was really dying like it was really scary and I was just like really was that good they were like yeah and I went up to the director Reg who you know yeah, Reg, yeah. and I said uh, I said oh, was that good enough he said put it this way I don't want another take it was fantastic Brilliant. so that for me was kind of the first you know from drama school to my first ever role in a film Granted, it was it was it was a small role, but it was that's kind of how I got into it, and I just loved it. I loved being around other actors, the camaraderie, and what just I just I, it's how I deal with a lot of stuff. And another thing about you know what we get onto is my mental we'll health. And, into, yeah, we'll yeah which my mental that. health and depression is it's an art form, and it's how I talk, how I express myself, and how I love being on set. And when I'm with people, I can just be myself. You know what I mean? Like I am now, but when I'm in my normal life, I can st- I can be myself, but I put on an act like a front. Yeah, so I'm saying. But yeah, but that's pretty much how and, I got into and, acting. And, and that's that's the perf- That's exactly what you just said. Like you put yeah. on a front. I think you being an actor, you understand that. But then we, I think we can generally see a lot of males out there now. They do that massively. They put on this act. They massively. put on this front, and it's yeah. you know you don't know what's going on behind, and we know that. You know, yeah. a lot of guys can get really, really, really affected with certain things, especially yeah. over the last year, we've seen a massive rise. Everyone is very aware now of men- mental health. Yeah, mental health, I know it's a, it's a touchy subject. It can spiral into many, many different variations. It can be trauma. It can be yeah. problems. We know there's very, but it all, it all ties yeah. into the same thing. It can lead down to a really dark path for a lot of males, 100%. which we're seeing now. And, it's you know, yeah, it's good, I think, to open it up, get it out, understand yeah. it, you know. Um, as a child, I had a very tough, rough upbringing. Yeah. Um, so I had to create that book cover. I had yeah. to become this person. That facade of... Yeah, to just basically warn people away from me because yeah. I was a very, very touchy person. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, and and I built that up over years. Fly, fly, man. Over years and years and years. And only when I became, like, older, I started to become more aware. And obviously connecting with certain people who can bring the best out of you. Yeah, of course. Um, All about being posit- around positive people. Yeah, well. it's, a, it's a massive, massive thing. Massive thing. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, when I look back at things now, things I didn't understand, I can now understand it. I'm now willing to speak about it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, you know, need to be spoken about, especially if you've been holding things in, that can create this long-term effect down the line. It just that works like a, a change reaction so yeah so let's, let's what I want to speak to you about is when did you start to really feel like when can you reconnect back and think right when did I feel depressed. So, yeah depressed you know um, it is a very good question because I've been asked it before on other interviews or by friends or whatever I would say from what I can remember is when I was about 11 to 12 years old I started seeing a, th- a therapist because I was scared of death. I wouldn't go to sleep. I, w- I did not want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was scared of never seeing my mum again, never seeing my dad again, my brothers, my sisters, my f- my f- everyone, everyone that I loved. I was scared, well, what if I go to sleep and I die? And everyone would say to me, oh, you're 12, you're th- what are you on about, why? And I didn't know why I had these thoughts. I, didn't, I genuinely didn't know why I thought like that. And I found out it was part of my depression because I didn't want to go to sleep. I was a non-conformist at school. The teachers would say, turn to page 31. And I'd go, no, I don't want to do that. I'll do page 32. Yeah. I'd act out, ADHD, um, being dyslexic. These are all parts of my traits of being depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning, mm. but I'm a young kid. I should be sprightly and jumping out of bed. I want to go to school or see my friends. I'd pretend to be sick. I used to have suicidal thoughts, like big time. And only, like I'd say, the last 18 months to two years has probably been the best years of my life. That's good. And, you know, because, you know, people don't know this watching, but, you know, you know, I've stopped drinking and yep. and, and stuff and like that. And, and, I, 
and we'll get into that situation like, like we know when the most biggest reach out thing for people when they do yeah. start going down that dark path is, is you drugs know, or drugs, recreational drugs or alcohol yeah. because it, yeah. it's a it's a blocker, isn't it? it yeah, it, it, take, it, it's a number. So 100%. it numbs you out. You can go into your what they think is a happy space or get away, but then yeah. we always realise that just it's an add-on effect. It just makes things yeah. worse and worse and worse. And some people can stay in that rocky road yeah. for a long, long time until it becomes an addiction. And I mean, when yeah. it becomes an addiction, then as we know, it's like identifying that you're addicted, and then later mm. on getting the help to get over it so yeah. we know that can well yeah to- well like you know like for me uh, drink was a big thing for me it was you know I, I you know i had a lot of problems and demons and you know being depressed and you know like i said i'm not i'm not afraid to admit it on social media on my own social media i talk about it you know i take pills for my depression still to this day and <clears throat> you know regardless of it might be a placebo effect where it might not even be working but you know my doctor said to me well if you feel you might come off it and it might affect your depression or your stability, don't come off them. Mm. So I don't. And I've been taking them since for the last probably 10 years now. I've been taking pills for my depression. And one thing I know, which is we're here, which we will talk about, is the one thing that massively helps me with my depression is my training and working out. And I know we will dive into that, and that's massive. Oh, no, and that's it, because the, the, the main thing with us being a performance podcast is that yeah. we are trying to branch out and give people yeah. information, sure. but valid information. Like, we know you can get to a gym yeah. and kill yourself for an hour. Like, what, what yeah. me and Ben are very passionate about is going, right, there's a lot more. Like I say, and I've hit in many, many of the previous, is like, you can go and do your one hour, but really it's about the next 23 to complement that hour. Like, right. they work both in hand. That one hour is going to make you better in life. Yeah. But then get in the 23 hours to make that hour better. Right. Okay. So it works around in circles, you know, okay. especially if you're looking to move somewhere with fitness and just be look like we go. Longevity is a main thing. I think about old age quite a lot now, but being a 40 year old man, mm. you know, before I wouldn't touch it. But now I'm very more aware of like what illnesses. Because yeah. you're getting close to that. That's yeah. Why. Yeah. And, you know, we can, but we're moving a little bit away. Let's get back. Yeah. So once you realize this, how long did it take for you to actually fully understand it and then realise that, okay, yeah, there is... Depression. Because we always, like, I always known you as well that... The jokey, funny kind the of... The jokey thing, but we also had, had the Tourette's thing yeah, as well. Well, not a lot of people... You no. Definitely would no, 100% not see it in your acting. Yeah. But uh, me knowing you, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, as you do as a mate, you, yeah, you, you chuckle about yeah, it. Yeah, of course, yeah. But we do know that there was that as well, and yeah. then that twitches in my eyes, yeah, twitches. So that was that was another thing as well, which um, again, in some interviews I talked about, and some not. But you know, that was part of my, uh, I would say, my depression and how my mental health was. Is that if I was nervous in a situation, I would twitch my eyes. Yeah. But I also would twitch my eyes like that if I was comfortable mm-hmm. around my friends and yeah, environment. Which like, I've seen a lot. Which yeah. you've seen a lot. So, but now that as I've grown up and older, I can now have conversations with you guys, as you can see, not doing anything. Yeah. And that's just progressing as an adult and dealing with my demons and my depression and my mental health and not having, not being, having anxiety just to come in and have an interview with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that, that how I deal with it, it's very hard to say. I, I don't know. They just went away. And I'm and, and but I I honestly think with you know having twitches in my eyes, uh, being scared of death, regardless of everything that I've got, I you know, and I want to get to the point of that. I think a lot of men should talk about. Well, we'll delve into that, right? But regardless of what I have and what I feel that I've got in my depression wise, the one thing that keeps me going and makes me feel amazing every day that stops my depression. Regardless of the pills, like I said, there could be a placebo effect. Is my training, mm-hmm. and I train ever since. You know, you know. I, look, how long have we known each other? I go to the gym. I train not as hard as you guys, granted, but I do train. But since January the first of twenty twenty one, I've trained every single day and not had a day off. Still to this morning, I train at home. So when there's people out there saying, "Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time," that's rubbish. I'm really sorry because I wake up at half four and I train. And, and that's one thing I've, I've noticed and that's why you know when we've got back together and, and spoke I've been talking yeah. about your training and, and like what you, yeah. you're doing and because I've if you have been following him on, on his social media you will see that you do you are up early and I'm you do, you do early every morning I love it and we all know it can release the right endorphins massively so it can have the same effect as someone going out and hitting a few cans you know but it's going to have a much more rewarding effect because it's going to 
I, listen, I, regardless of right, people who, you know, have depression like me, whoever, because it never goes away. Because regardless, I could leave here tonight and I could have a bad thought and I could not want to get out of my bed for the next couple of days. But I don't let that get to me anymore. I really don't. I just, I know, like, even now I'm thinking about, oh, I wonder what I'm going to train tomorrow. What am I going to do? Am I going to go for a run? Am I going to do weights? Am I going to go hit the gym and do some boxing with my friends? That excites me now. I get really excited because I know when I finish that training and people say, to me, oh, uh, what do you mean, you four in the morning? Like, I get up at half four in the morning, I leave my house, I have a coffee, I leave my house at quarter to five and I go to Chelmsford in Essex. And that is, sorry for swearing, that is bloody dedication, right? I drive an hour away mm-hmm. to go hit the gym to do boxing with my trainer. Right? I drive an hour. Yeah. So when people say, I haven't got time, I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Well, I think, uh, that's the thing I think we've, we've seen change now over lockdown, I think. Yeah. Obviously, everyone got put into a situation where they had probably nothing else to do. So yeah. where they were like, oh, I didn't have time, I think everyone now realised, actually, yeah. it doesn't take a lot. You could spend 10, 15 minutes in the morning just doing a little bit of general moving and, and yeah. getting fitter, which will add on to the health. And we all know that brain power and brain health is just as important as physical health. 100%. Like we can go in the gym and physically beat ourselves for fitness, but then there's also the aspect of 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 brain health and this is where like we diverse into so if i've got someone who's got a job and they're very hectic so they're if you know you've got the the nervous system we've got the fight or flight and they're living in fight all day like they're go 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 yeah, go and then they go to the gym and then they think right i've got to do the same go 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 we know that long term down the road staying in fight like that is not going to be very you know rewarding down the line there are complicated things that can come out of that um, so we know how to try and turn people around and go, right, you need to, your training session needs to be like flight. Yeah, so enjoy you, it. So it's got to be the opposite. It's got to be relaxing. Yeah? That goes back to the same thing, though, because that's like talking about addiction. Like yeah. that stress, that cortisol is, is addictive in its own sense. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's like some people might not realise they're addicted to something like that, where you people like, they get up early, but they're like, I've got work all day and like grind. And it's like that constant state of not slowing down i guess like yeah. the hardest thing about depression is like mm. slow as you said like not you go home and you're like sitting around thinking about what you're going to do whereas yeah. now you've got something like training that's like okay i've yeah. got something to look yeah. forward to yeah so. but you but you know what you, that's a that's a good thing so so when you get up in the mornings uh, you know for me with my depression and mental health and whatever i think don't get me wrong like the stuff i think about maybe it's the, the the pills I take or I'm always so hectic and busy in my mind and I, th- I, I imagine things in my head when I go to bed because I want to be happy and everybody's different who suffers with mental health or depression but one thing I can say is that I go to bed very very happy now and I would say it is because of my training because six months ago when I was training once every couple of weeks or whatever I'm literally training every single day since January the 1st I said I'm not having a day off and even this morning I had a a training session I have not had a day off since January the 1st for me that is a big thing regardless I might not train as hard as you guys but half an hour I'm doing all over body weights I'm going for a 20 minute run I'm doing something to make me feel great and that is a big thing anyone with depression especially men if you've got something like that, for me, I know I suffered really badly with depression and the stuff I used to think about, especially like suicidal thoughts or how I would end my life. But training for me has saved my life, without doubt. And when, that is 100% true. When did you realise that it was training that would bring that? As sad as it is, probably the first week of January. Okay. As sad as it is. But no, no, like as it's, sad never as it too, is, it's never too late. It's never, no, too, well, it's, ne- it's never too late to and, start anything. You know, no. and I think we can re- relate over the, la- the last year, 2020, I think it's been hard everyone been put into the same situation. Like, you know, it's been very hard. I think once you actually enclosed everyone to their households, yeah. we was all unaware, it was all new what was going on. But when people were actually, actually realising, like, hold on, let me just get out and walk. Let me out, let me out. That oh is, God, without them even un- un- knowing, that was yeah. a, a part of physical activity. Because they knew if I go out for that walk, it's going to make me feel better. Yeah. Now, if you think if most of the general population, I'm talking not talking about yeah. all you fitness guys who know about this, but I'm talking about the people who don't do any fitness. Mm. How much better could they make their lives just by doing something? Like if it is getting up and going for a walk, yeah. if it is you know getting into a bit of bike riding, if it is going to a gym, getting a PT. Yeah. You know, we know. I think over that last year. Mm. 
it was a big test of data. We got a lot of data from a lot of things. Obviously, you got, regardless, I'm not going to go on about COVID or anything like that. I want to look at that data. Mm. And we can look, examine that data and we can look, look what, what was a big rise of that year? We know mental Depression. mental health and, and mental, mental illness was a yeah. massive rise. Especially in men, massively. And massively generally in men. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a sexist thing or anything no, here. But women suffer I mean, it as well. well I, but think we, I think it's, it's known data that suicide rate in men is so much higher than I'll, t- I'll tell you why, so right? That's, that's I, really interesting. Yeah, I I, I'll tell you why, which I'm sure you've got uh, stats on and whatever, but I believe that men have got this bravado where I was like it and I, I'm guilty of it. Mm. Where, well, listen, yeah, I play this tough guy in my films, but you know me, I'm a big softie. You know, I, you know, when you see me at home with your kids, what am I like? I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm a big softie. If you've seen Josh's films, yeah. then you'll see that he, he's always playing like a hardened character, yeah. a g- gangsterish character. And if you know him for real life, like, I really struggle to watch the films because <laughs> I know what this real person is. So when I see this man doing this, I, it just for me because I've known him for so long and I know what a generally nice person this guy is I find it hard to watch yeah. him being this but, but that shows how much of a good actor but exactly <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it shows you the, the character movie, you can yeah. go into yeah, well yeah. Like, obviously in the foot soldier films I play a really nasty character but again it's all acting but you know like you know me for 20 yeah. years I'm, yeah. I'm a softie at He's heart and, and, and um, that's what I am but I like to be able to portray that character and be able to play that on screen because I know obviously in real life I'm not, I'm not like that and I can't play that because I'm probably getting arrested or killed one mm-hmm. or the other but uh, anyway regardless of touching about what we were saying that um, I believe a lot of men suffer with depression and there are a lot I mean look, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys everyone watching this and I really hope you do like for me Tristan is someone I was always, I've always looked up to and you know that I love you like a yeah. brother right but you are a tough guy let's have it right you are a tough guy no, no, and, and this is what I'm saying, right? But you may have your demons as well. Oh, listen, I've this, had is, a lot this of is the point I'm getting onto, right? And this is this is what I'm getting to. So I, I, I would, um, I would see Tristan as someone who I look up to, and someone who's a very tough, this this tough geezer who you know I watched him in cages fighting. You know, if you don't know that he was an MMA fighter, and very good one, um, and someone I've always looked up looked up to as an older brother. But he's also got his demons that I know about. Mm. But if you didn't know Tristan, you'd be like, there's no way he suffers with depression. There's well, no way because... The, the, the biggest thing that I created is that I'm a very unapproachable person. Y- y- I mean, for me personally, I, I, I but, get what you're saying. But once you know me, but once you know you, it's you, completely opposite. Yeah, I think... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That goes back to the story of how I met him. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah. People want to kill you. Shit scared of him. But, but, yeah. but, but that ties back to how yeah. I was brought up and how I had to create... I never had any men around him as, as a yeah. child. So I had a very, yeah. very strong single obviously a single mum but I had a very very strong woman in my life who was trying to get us through the the shits of life the struggles of life but also work a lot of time so I was left a lot of times for myself and I had to I had to work things out a a lot and you know a lot of that did carry off and then being massively dyslexic as well um Mm. That and back then, back then we're talking in the eighties. It wasn't a recognised really thing. So no, so you struggle. So I would act out as in being stupid and getting in trouble. That was my way of getting away and hiding Mm. what was going on. And you know, I see this now with a lot of kids today. They're like, you know, Mm. they're quick discard to be oh, he's a troublemaker. He's going nowhere. Mm. But why don't you sit down and talk to this kid? Because he can actually understand. There's there's some issues there. There's some underlining issues, and there could be a whole line of underlining issues from family to whatever, even just. Him trying to understand why can't I be like the other kids? Yeah, and it will play out. And it, and later on down the line, if they don't get the help, that will start to turn into a, a mental health variational problem down the line. Well, that's what I was getting into with, with, with you is that knowing you for so long over twenty years is that you if if I introduce one of my other friend other friends, pardon me, to you, they're they who don't know you just mm. you know because we've all got our own friends, whatever. Yep. But if I introduce someone to you and they come away and I say, what do you think? And they're like, oh, bloody hell, he's a, he looks like a tough, toughie. Do you know what I mean? Whether, obviously, I'd never tell them about everything, whatever, but you, that's what I'm saying, you never know. No, you never because know. Because that brain is a powerful thing. I, and all these men out there, sorry to cut you off, but all these men out there who are so big and tough and whatever, it doesn't matter how big and tough you are because you don't know what they're suffering with. You might be, that's what I'm saying, men who've got this provider of, oh, I'm a big tough geezer. Yeah, you might be. But that brain is tougher than anybody on this fucking planet. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a shit what you say. Oh, yeah. And if you're suffering badly, 
speak to someone. Your friends, your family, loved ones, anybody. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're a gangster, criminal, you just come out of jail. Doesn't matter. Speak to someone. Life is so much more than, than, than you know, you thinking, oh, I've got to end my life because it's not worth it. Life is so much more than that. So that's another thing as well that, we, you know, we're talking about that massively in men that you guys need to speak up about it because I do, I'm here now talking about it. I put it on my social medias. So please don't ever be afraid to talk up and talk to someone. There's always, there's always going to be someone there. Like one thing I heard the other day, I, I, I can't remember where I heard it, but it's stuck in my mind, is that don't ever ask anyone okay once. Ask them twice. Because yeah. if you are, if I go to you, oh, mate, you're okay. Yeah, you're Your right. natural instinct is going to be what men do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm fine. Now let me ask you again, and yeah. then you'll be like, "Well, you actually, know. and it actually, that's a way in to help people." Because remember, good. some people may be carrying the world on their shoulders, yeah. and they're just waiting for that one line. Something to help them. Yeah, to help them and just talk yeah. and, and and get over it, you know, and or well, not maybe get over it, but you know, to just to understand it. And as we know, like I think. We had a friend who, who committed suicide a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, our friend Marcus. Yeah. You know, rest sad. in peace. A generally lovely human mm. being. I was at the gym with him the day before. Well, this is what I mean. So we were mm. in the gym that Friday. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm not going to go into his story too yeah. because it's his, it's his private life course, and, yeah. and I've got to respect the family and stuff yeah. like that. But he had a, he had an issue, and you know, as guys, you joke, you try and joke it off. Mm. And us being younger then, you, you didn't really realise about that. You would never, never, ever think of anyone of yeah. your mates to go off and do that. Yeah. And then by the Monday, I remember my mate Chris phoning me in tears on the phone, and he yeah. said, Mark, "Marcus has, has, has committed suicide." And I was like. Mm. Very sad. I, I, I couldn't take it in. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, we was with him Friday. Everything was cool. We were joking about. We were lads. And, mm. and it just and shows you. he was joking about. And it just shows you, man, like, you know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I can't say that I've... Obviously, suicide is a topic now that you can think about it. Mm. I don't think I've ever been to a point where I would do it because I've always... Have you ever thought about it, Tris? Not saying... But, I mean, have you ever thought about... What I've, happened I, I, in life? Oh, I, I think about the people around me now. What they're suffering. Uh, yeah, they're suffering. And that's that, what that, I used that, to think that about. Block. So my mum has been a big player in my life from having my single mum. I would, I would have gone and joined the Marines. Mm. I was destined to be a Marine. I would have yeah. loved you to have been, been in the Army. And I'm great, telling you, you I was born soldier. to be a Marine. Everything yeah, I've yeah, done, I was born yeah. to be. Everything about that, I was bad at. But my mum, I may never forget me telling my mum, yeah. I've had enough, I'm going to go and join the Army. And she broke down in tears and said, please don't leave me because she's on her own. Yes, and I, you know, great mum, great mum, great mum, and Fantastic you know, mom. I, I, I never done that, and and when you would have been a great, you would have been in the SAS, you know that, you'd have been in the SAS. Listen, if anyone knows me, I, I love my training, I love all that sort of rough you, and you stuff. Loved but it. I love the mental, the, the mental side mm. of testing. I, I do. He would knocked out the sergeant. I do. Yeah. I do. Shat in his face. Bosh. But you know, it's it's yeah. a point now that you know I'm older now. I'm more aware of things now. More wiser. I've pulled through. I always say I've had a guardian angel. I've always had someone there. I don't know who it yeah. is out of if, if if it's you know family or something. But always someone been there to sort of like edge me out of that dark path that I've been heading down. And I've mm. I've headed down that dark you've had path. Some dark paths. I've yeah, had some very very yeah. I've now. had some very dark paths. Yeah. Um, and it, even it, situations which won't delve into, but even situations which I know that I've been in myself where. I, you know, but where I've had to call upon you to help me. Yeah. As a friend, someone who I can confide in where, you know, not paying people notice and I won't get into it, but Tristan's been not only an older brother to me, but like a, pretty much like a father figure to me, really. Well, yeah. You've done so much for me and helped me. I'll be, I'll be honest, and this is for the viewers, and I'm always, you know, I've never actually got the chance to say this, but if it wasn't for Tristan and someone else who I won't, I won't name, I, I, I'd probably be in a bad way right now. Well, you could have put a massive stint into your career, let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, let's so, put it that way. We'll see about that. Like I but, say... Yeah, he's helped me a lot, I love him. Like they say, they say sometimes water under the bridge. If, you, if you're if you able mm. to let that go, that's probably one of the best things you can do, yeah. is don't let it burden your life. Water like, for duck's back. Obviously, different situations, different cases, but if you can yeah. look back and go, right, let that go... Like there was a few situations with me as a kid, seeing what my mum went through, seeing what some people mm. put my mum through. I was always had the revenge in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I always wanted to go back and get these people and really, really do some business on these people. But then somewhere along the line, I realized, Tris, that's not gonna make you any better. Mm. I'll probably then regret what I've done and it's, it's not gonna make worse, me mentally any better. Now, if mm. I can let go of it. Mm. Makes you a better person, a bigger man. Hey, I've let go of it. 
it's done. It's done and dusted. You know, yeah. it's better to let some things go than to do take out action on some things and get yourself into a much bigger, mm. bigger piece of situation and, and yeah. trouble down the line. What makes you a bigger man? Getting get even though all that and uh, all that. But, anger but there we go. That's the thing. The bigger man. We get the bigger man comes out and it's perceived in mm. such a way like yeah, it's okay to turn your back on things. Of course it is. It's okay to say no. You know, especially mm. and this is where we see with kids when they're influenced in the group. You know, they used to talk about it at school. Oh, the kid's smoking. You no, know you don't smoke. And then they take yeah. the mixer. You then you'd want to smoke. You know, that doesn't stop depending on the crowd of people you were with. Yeah. So change it. Well, that's one thing as well. And, you know, this is relating to other, like I said, other interviews I've had is that if you're a young kid, uh, a male, a woman, whatever, and there's scenarios that you're in, if you know it's going to get you in trouble, get you hurt or get you in prison or dead... Don't do it. Don't do it. What are you doing? Don't do it. Think before but, you act. Yeah, but no. now, but now you got to look at like a lot of kids don't. Trish. No, because because now we've got we didn't have this growing up as our age. You'll be more into tune to this at your age because you're younger. Mm. But now the social media, like you were probably, how old were you yeah. when YouTube and things like that started coming? So we, I wasn't. I think what I think the first thing that I ever got onto social media wise was uh, MySpace. MySpace, yeah. And, I, and that was, I must have been around 24 then, because I remember I was fighting and I only set that up for my fighting. It's you like, 24 when you was fighting? I was, well, when I, I stopped, no, when I started training, so I had, remember, I had to do like a few a few years before, even though I had a yeah. big stand-up background with my boxing and, yeah, and, yeah. and some, some Thai boxing background. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I had to learn a lot about, obviously, MMA, mixed martial yeah, arts. Yeah, jiu-jitsu mainly. And, that's where, got, and that's where I got with my, my trainer, Mickey Pappas. Yeah. And i never forget one of my old-time best friends um, Andy took me to this guy and said because I said to Andy I want to do it I want to do it and we, yeah. we were training weights at, at that time and he said well I'll, I've got a coach for you we're gonna I'm gonna take you to him and I never forget going to this guy's garden and going out into his garage and he was like come on then let's just see what you got and do some drills and yeah. obviously and we're doing some stand-up and he was like yeah I, you know I want, yeah. I, I want to train you and that's when I was training with another guy called Mickey Pappas. Yeah. Uh, no, not Mikey. Michael Pastu, yeah. who was a, a fantastic fighter. And we, we, we pretty much came up all at the same time. And yeah. Oh, monumental years for me. Like, like, I look back at those memories now mm. and they were like so good. But my head was still in a rough place then. Yeah. And I was fighting mm -hmm. demons then as well. But that kept me going. Going, yeah. My training has always been my savior. So when I went boxing as a kid, being an unhealthy young child, being with a single mum, going through a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, w w with my mum, and 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 I, I've been bullied as a as a kid because of your my height, and I always looked mm. age. I was a late developer, as they say, so I didn't grow as big and, and, and as quick as everyone else. So from I never forget my mum. I said to my mum, "Mum, I want to go boxing because I always loved watching boxing. I was fascinated with like Eubank." Yeah. And Nigel Benn and Watson of those days. And then obviously Tyson and Frank Bruno. I love watching Frank Bruno, especially when he fought Tyson. And, you know, yeah. and she took me to Finchley Boxing Club, put me through the door, and that was it. You couldn't get me out. Amazing. And, you know, I learned my boxing there through the, the Oliver family. Jimmy Oliver taught me boxing, you know. And that was that. That was me sewn into the world of fitness. And I've never yeah. taken never a st step yeah. back. Yeah. And even through the dark times I have, uh, that's the one thing that pulls me through it keeps training. me going and it, back then I would never have noticed that it was just Amazing, a thing I do but now I can look at it and go wow my training has saved my life <clears throat> many 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 times I'll concur on that and I'll say my training that I'm doing now is I mean look I, let's have it right I wasn't as fit or training as hard as you were in the gym but I've known you since I was 16 yeah. I'm now 35 so it's like 20 years but I would always come to the gym and train and whatever, but you know, there's always that people who train that just much harder and you was definitely in that category. But now I would say, especially through lockdown um, and the COVID and stuff will happen, you know, people get lazy, people this or that, but going back to 1st of January, 2021, I was like, right, I'm getting back into training. I need to sort my head out because I was in a good place, but not the place I'm in now. Yeah. And I don't know how it actually helps, but I'm telling you now, if you're suffer if you're a sufferer with depression like me, just start training. Just just give it a go. Give it give it two weeks. Training every single day, every morning. Don't have an excuse of you can't train, you haven't got time, because you do. 
You know, I get up at half four, quarter to five every morning. I train for 40 minutes. I start my day. And it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I will never go back. It's natural medicine. And I will never go back to not training. Like, tomorrow I'm thinking, okay, well, I, I, I generally, whether you got, well, your viewers, believe me or not, I don't care. I've not had a day off since January 2021. January, the first, right? I've not had a day off, right? And I will continue to, to train. And everyone says to me, you know, my friends, you know, um, oh, you know, you should have a couple of days rest day. I can't do it. Because it, 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 it messes with my head. I genuinely think if I don't train, it's going to fuck my head up. Mm. And I'm not going to feel good. And I don't want to have that inkling of, oh God, no, I don't feel great. So I'll just train. So what? I don't have a day off. I'll train. And training helps me. It releases endorphins. Does it release serotonin as well? Yeah. Yep. Releases serotonin. It's, it's makes natural, you feel great. It's a, that's what I mean. It's not just a natural physical medicine. thing. It's a, you know, looking after your brain. And, and, and this is where we can look at studies. Like I know you yeah. pulled up some studies over... Um, like you know young men getting o over the years we've we got to look at like what what is yeah it's not contagious what i'm trying to say is no. i'm saying we're seeing now aren't we we're seeing a lot of young males being you know f feeling and getting these m these mental awareness and you mm. know depression and everything it's a yeah. lot more and I, i'm like that goes back to the social media. I think. I, that's, that's you know, I'm, huge, so, I'm sorry to say, but I really do think, like my personal opinion, I really do think technology has had a massive play on this now. Yeah. Because you have got people who, especially when you get addicted to social media and you can't put your phone down, and then you're looking at things that you haven't got or you do want, or jealous. You know, jealousy is, is a natural instinct. Like yeah. to see something that you want. You know, we know that goes back a long, 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 long way. And it's like, how many kids don't recognize this? And now you're living in sort of like a spiteful world where you, 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 you it's almost envious, but jealous at the same time. And that can create... Always one we can't have, yeah, right? And you know, I think listen, we've all gone through that. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see people like you and like yeah. Tyson Fury speaks about it a lot. It's like yeah. people that the <clears throat> social media portrays is like, oh, you have everything. Yeah. But actually, like you as you said, it, like depression, mental health doesn't discriminate against no, anyone. Listen, let me no. let, let me tell you something now, right? And and this is a fact, right? And this has been said, and you're gonna go oh, so stereotypical. Money does not buy you happiness. Well, it's the biggest saying, isn't it? Doesn't it's the it? biggest saying, but you know what? Saying. But you know what? It's fucking true. It is true. Honestly, it is so true it because true. I could have all the money in the fucking world. I can make if I made a hundred grand on my next film. Granted, that's not life changing, but it helps massively to anybody. I would still feel the same I am now. If I won 190 million quid on the lottery tonight, tomorrow, I'd still feel how I feel now. Well, yeah. Well, well, Do you see what I'm saying? So, is, yeah, granted, it might make me happy for a, a week buying cars, buying house, but I'm still going to be a recluse. I'm still not going to want to talk to people. I'm still going to want to go out for dinner, on my, which I do do. I go out for dinner on my own because sometimes I don't want to talk to anyone. And that's not me being antisocial. That's me being depressed. Because some days I go out and I go, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to pick up my phone <laughs> to nobody. Every day. <laughs> no, but that is part of it. But that is part of it, guys. That is part of it. When I, get up, when I wake up in the morning, I think, I, I, do you know what? I put my phone on silent. I don't want to talk, I don't want to, talk to anyone. Yeah. I don't want to talk to nobody. Mm. Right? Why should I be like that? I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, as you know. I, I'm a lovely guy and I'm happy and I'm funny. But people don't know I have down days still. Mm-hmm. Regardless, yeah, I might, you know, I feel like shit, but I still train. And that, and if I didn't train and I had a down day, don't come near me. Yeah. As in, not like physically, but just don't fuck, just get the fuck away from me. And I, I, think, I think that when you bring in the, the money situation, we know that saying is very true that is money bar can't buy you happiness. Because it can't. Because I've. It tells you you need money. Exactly, right? that's but that's, like, this is, this is the, exactly that, Ben. This is the loophole with it. So, like, I think, what, what, I think with most general males who have got families or whatever, I think what money can bring you is security. Mm. So it can bring you yes. not worrying about that next bill, not Mortgage. defaulting on a credit card. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think, and, and this is where I say money plays into greed. So if you can earn a good wage or earn anything and, be, and substantially be security safe like that, live your life to the happiest you can be. But when 100%. we get caught up into that cycle of we need more, we need more. It's again. It's like an addiction. It's like people need. I need more money. I need more money. I'm like, what do you need more money for? Or are you looking to go and open a new plaza of hotels? Like, what? Yeah. What, what? You know. I understand if you're looking to secure family down the line, but I'm also there to teach my 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 boys. Right, you need to do this to earn it. Mm. You know, I'm not going to hand everything down to you. I've messed up, and I'll hold my hands up and I'll tell you now. Look, I messed up as a 20, 30 year old. 
I was wild because I never had that male male person there go, Tris, uh, 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 that money you just made, put that in here. Do this, yeah. do that. I was like, whoa, motorbikes? What? Yeah. Lift yeah. jackets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoes? Whoa, yeah. Watch. Oh, yeah. I, need the, I need the watch. Everyone wants to watch. Yeah. I need it. And you get caught up in that cycle where now I can look at it and go, right, I'm, I'm very, very relaxed with what I do. But the only stress I do, and, and, and the, I call it mental stress. It's not mental health. It's mental stress. The only thing that does catch me is, am I going to be able to pay the next bill? And I can see that can lead to... But does that get to, you... Mentally. Of course it does. It's and that's what I call mental stress. Mm. So the more that plays on, that can lead into other pathways. Like you know, but does anxiety. that cause you something to cut you off? Does that make you work harder in life? It makes me work harder, and I suppose it's you know. But for me, it's like I've always believed that you know, there's probably a lot of people working a lot of jobs and they get paid very well, but they don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that, that is, is on its mass, own can have a massive long-term effect massive, on their mental health. You know, thing. without them even knowing it, they could be a really moody person at work. Yeah. And everyone goes, "Yeah, that's that's Sarah Bird. She's a right bitchy cow, <laughs> isn't she?" Yeah, because she don't want to fucking be there yeah. listening to you lot. That's but she is, has to. This, 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 this is this is this is your environment. This yeah. is This or, is and, you. Know, you. And, and I think trying to find that place in the world where you you wake up in the morning and you're happy to do it. Mm. You know, you can do that, but it may not have the money rewardness that you're getting. But if yeah. you're in that space and you yeah. understand that, do you need more, more, more? Do you that need the sport more yeah. than your wage? Exactly. Yeah. I, I personally think. And trying to find that, finding that yeah. tranquility yeah. and realising, actually, I'm in a good space. I don't need a super duper car. The, <laughs> you know? It's like me on a film set. Yeah. It's like, I love doing this. I love going on a film set. I love acting. You guys love being in the gym. This is your career this you love actually waking up in the morning and coming to work instead of getting on a train and being on a train for you know five in the morning being at your desk for six in you the know, morning to be a city boy a city broker some people may not see it at six o'clock in the morning but i'm here early every day i'm never yeah. late i'm in ready to go 45 minutes sometimes before because i'm pumped for my day i'm so and pumped that, and that to is... see people come through that door who want to change their life for the better, yeah. and I've got the knowledge now to help them do okay, it. Give, give them that. And that's something that money I never can, thought, money can buy. I never thought I'd be able to do. And that's just something that's come naturally from what? Training. Training and learning, and that you can't buy that. You get all the all the top kind of people like I've seen Steve Jobs talk about it, Bill Gates. It's like you got to find like the calling. They call it. The and calling. once you've found yeah, that, like yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And then, that's a huge part. And, and that's yeah, what you're talking. And about. that's exactly what I'm talking about. So I've got to understand. Like, look, you know, I do need security for my family. I do need to earn money to make sure I have got the roof over my head. They are fed. We can enjoy the good things in life. You should be yeah. going on holidays because if you are working hard and you enjoy, you still need a holiday. That's your let go and that's your reward to do with your family. So they're probably the the, the points that can be very stressful and yeah. then bring in men, mental stress. And I'm sure that, that that's probably a link to, you know, I've never suffered from anxiety, but I've definitely touched it over the last four years. I don't know where it's come from, but when mm. I feel my anxiety coming on, it's very different. I don't get into like the panic attack right. and, and freak out. I feel like everyone is turning against me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone is talking about me. Well, there's different forms of it. And then there? and then that's when the altruist starts to brew up inside, angry that, that, that angry man. And I start to think, right, no, don't listen to him because you're going to do, you're going to act out and you're going to do stupid. something that you, yeah, Real you're regret. stupid. So I constantly have to fight that and talk about that. In it, and it's not an easy process. There's yeah. days where I can be like, I'm going to fucking go. I'm going to go. And I don't yeah. want people to see this because this isn't me anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, you know, but that's, all linked, that's all linked with depression and stuff like that. You do of course, that I think everyone now, can, pretty much most of the world suffered some sort of depression through those lockdowns. Yeah, they, they've made people... You know, some people just want the normality to come back and we're in a mm. real long road with it now. It's not going to be normal for probably ever again. No. You know, no, I totally agree with, with the, the, the rules and regulations that are coming out, it's still suppressing you, it's still cornering you. It's, it's, it's... Well, you've got to think about this as well. People, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have had to start new jobs. Job, like we're touching on the point you said, Jobs they don't like getting up for in the morning to go to. Exactly. And that's going to make you very unhappy in the long run. Right. And, you know, I know people that have, you know, I won't mention on on, on this, on this podcast, but a lot of people who I know who I'm very close with who have, didn't really know what depression was and are now on medication to help with their depression. To make them feel happy. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. There's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, I reckon, in this country right now that have got on pills to help their depression. Yeah. And that is a fact. Without and then and then and then we know that that there's no real sort of like 
out from that is there. It's like once you're on that, yeah, you're on that because on that. unless you've got time, a lot of money or, or like again, you can find that place in the world where you can start to really find yourself and stop it. You're now yeah. hooked on your medication. Well, medication. listen, I, I, I am hooked on it. I would say because. I, I, I'm scared that if, to, if it, to come off them to come off it because if I think if I come off these pills that may be a placebo pill that I could be taken because I only take 20 milligrams a day of what I take but I know people who are on 40 I know people who are on 100 but I'm on a quite a low dose yeah right you can start on 5, 10, 15 well, well I think 5, 10, 20 whatever but I'm on 20 which is quite a low dose but that's all I've ever been on but I feel now I've been on them for so many years that if I come off them I'll just do this Mm. And I'm scared to do that because I've become such in a good place right now. Why would I risk coming off these pills to go mm. basically like and just go downhill? And, and that's it. And that, so I don't do it. So I stay and, on them. And stuff like that. That and that's a lot of people. Yeah, and that that's stuff that we need to be more aware of. We need to find ways to help people because that's something that you know, I don't know too much about. And yeah. so I'm training someone, and they're telling me, "Oh yeah, I'm on these and that and that." I'm like, "Wow, for depression." Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's you. I think. Digging in, researching, be more aware, yeah. notice things, and we can help everyone out. And like yeah. you know, like I say, don't be afraid to talk out. It's the biggest no, thing at the moment. We, we, and be kind, guys. Be kind to everyone. That's a that's a good a good thing. A that good is trait, a massive that. thing. I think you, that's rewarding. It costs nothing to be kind. It's free. Manners cost nothing, and to be kind to someone, especially me, like you know, like I said, you know, I'm like I'm like a, I, I love being nice to everybody. I help everyone I can. People who suffer with depression or any form of mental health, I will try my best to help you. Mm. Um, especially now, like I've got friends, like again, I won't mention, I've got friends out there who've come to me and said, you know, Josh, I've got this problem. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like, yeah, my mate's a bit, I'm like, is your mate you? And they're like, oh yeah, do you know what it is? I'm listen, why are you scared to speak to me? I've known you for X amount of years. I've suffered with it. I, you see it on my social media. I talk about depression. I, I'm happy to tell, tell you what I take in doses. I don't care. Because I'm showing that I'm a man and I'm not scared to tell you what I suffer with mm. and how I felt, what I've thought about, my thoughts about killing myself in the past. All right, I have. So what? I, I didn't do it, but I've been close to thinking about it. But I didn't do it because what I may leave behind. And I, I personally feel that it's not it's not a good thing to do. Yeah, there are people out there who have done it and people like we, we, we know, like Marcus, God rest his soul. Um, but you don't know what they're thinking about. But maybe certain people have never spoke to people about it to save their lives. So always, always talk out and never be afraid to speak to anyone you love. Yeah, that's a, a good message and to, to, to take over. And, and it's still going to be hard. You can listen to this. You're probably, for yeah. the people who are... It could go one way or the other, but... You can whatever. relate to this and you'll still find it hard. And, that, and that's when I say, right, look at the circle you are in. Okay, if there's no one in that circle that you feel you can do this with and and talk in the wrong to. Circle, you're mate. probably in the wrong yeah. circle like if you feel like anyone is going to really dig like, you out because of it yeah that's not that's <clears> not a circle to be in and get no. out of that circle and find a bit more happiness which is it's mm. hard in this day and age because we are surrounded by yeah the good thing is you've got like as i said earlier people like you it's just like that, that constant like even though you said yeah. it might go in one ear and out the other it's yeah. constant touch like nudges have been like it's okay to tell people it's okay because you hear it once and it's like yeah, yeah. Okay, with me on my social with, with me on my social media I, I i talk about depression or i put quotes up every morning and every night morning when i go up when i wake up and night when i go to bed i'll talk about being happy being positive all these quotes i just got you know it's, it's not hard to do i go on google and i just type in positive quotes you know to people with depression and i, and I look, sift through hundreds of stuff i think that relates to me right now. I'm gonna copy and paste it, put it on my social media, and I do it. And I get hundreds of hundreds of people DMing me. And I'll tell you what, this is true. This is God's honest truth. I, can't, I won't, won't say who's. I, I don't know them too well, but we've been having a little bit of interaction. Someone said to me about a week ago, "I know you don't know me. I'm from Wales, but you've actually saved my life." And I said, "What are you talking about? Like I don't, because unfortunately you can't message back everyone because you get thousands of people, whatever." But this one really resonated with me a little bit. And he said, um, all your quotes and seeing when you're training, I'm pretty much like you. I'm a bit of a jack the lad, bit of a funny guy, but I've got depression and I can't tell my friends. And because of you, I've now told my friends, I've to open up to my parents and I've started boxing again. I feel the best I've ever felt. Thank you, Josh. I don't know this guy. 
and he said, if it weren't for you, I'd probably be six foot under. Yeah. So I will now, after that, I will never ever stop talking about my depression, putting quotes up in the morning at night about depression, how it's good to talk, especially in men, about depression, how you feel, training, working out. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Think about the present, day to day, what goes on in your life. Well, I think, and being kind. I think that relates back to where we are now with the social media and everything now, like how many yeah. influencers are on there or celebrities are on there. Getting ruined. You know, could, well, yeah, like, you know, they're not letting off on their hard times. They could actually reach out and help a lot more people. It's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel, isn't it? We see all the great stuff. We see all the the spend, 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 the this is where I am now. But I think when you can see people. It's like a poker player, Trish. You you only hear about the wins, you never hear about the losses. Exactly. I think if you can see people who actually are willing to open up and go, look, I never got here easy. You know, I've had hard times and I've had to work through the low. They're the people you want to be looking on in Instagram. Yeah. You don't want to be looking on these, you know, I'm not going to throw names out there, but there's certain, there's a certain lot of people, high, high, high profiles who, you know, yeah. they're not doing anything for people. If anything, they're making society worse. They're giving people complexes. They're making, mm. you know, well, I should especially, look like that. False yeah. clothes especially in the female age now, like yeah, girls are willing, like, I should eight, look like this. Look 18 like to go age, out so. and get massive lips and this, and, and then they start looking like a mm. bumblebee being, stunned by its own clan yeah you know <laughs> yeah it's true. You know? and you're like what the fuck you you was a pretty girl like you what know you just be comfort with your natural beauty and yeah this persona now that is getting swarmed onto these kids you need to look like this you need to be like this you need to do that and this mm. is where it all starts and if there's no one there to help them and put yeah. them off and go now nah, that's false don't worry about that you know yeah you know? Like people tap them on the shoulder like you're doing it. but i think that's interesting like you say it's yeah, there's people, I think a lot of people feel like when they get into that hole, it's like there's no one out there. I don't know if you felt like yeah. there was no one out there like me. No one out there thinking yeah. the same thoughts. No, said, well, listen. Someone reached out to you and said they they think, yeah. they must have felt, or I don't know, I'm hypothesizing, but probably felt like, okay, I'm like, I'm the only kind of person going through like this. this. And like, yeah. there's no one like me. Whereas then someone like you to yeah. show that and he connects with that. Like, oh, and this, the data shows like, there's more people out there. It's not you're not on your own. Well, do you know what as well, right? So the analytics, the analytics on my Instagram, right, is 68% follow me on men, right, and the rest are, and the rest are women. So for that 68% out of 100%, that's a lot. I've got 68% men who follow me. So for that, I will always put stuff up about depression, mental health. It's okay to not be okay. And I, and I think I think that. Tr- it's so so good because if you f- see the characters you play yeah. to the person that you really yeah. are, they <laughs> yeah. are a milestone apart. Yeah, and 100%. you know you've got to think so. These guys who are following you have watched that character, yeah, massively. and they can see something in that character that they want or they can yeah. relate with or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then when they actually get to see you as a real person on social media, yeah. and you're you're showing them that message, yeah. you're showing them, look, I, sh- I can struggle. I, I you know, yeah. I'm I think I'm they human being. I think they even. St- can even sit back and go, wow, what I was actually looking at is nothing about is actually really what I am, and yeah. that's Josh as the, per- the the person because we're looking mm. for that again that hard textbook cover to yeah like, yeah. like, like I say what well, I use. it's like a yeah well it's like a provider where it's like I put on an act because I'm because mm. of, of of my films that's and the provider you put on is the tough exterior but inside. Is the, oh, I'm a, I'm it, a pussy. Well, I, I, I won't go that far, Chris. But I wear my heart on my sleeve. You wear your heart, I mean, you wear your heart on your know, sleeve. When people, when people if really people knew you like how I know you, you're a kind, loving husband and you're the most amazing man you'll ever meet and you're someone who I look up to and someone who I can always talk to. But if you didn't know you, Chris, like you when you first when you met, you think... moody, see you next year. You think, you're, you're <laughs> thinking, oh, what a moody lunatic yeah. he is. But and he's and, not. And, and I like guys. that because I always felt like if you wanted to be your friend... I would have to see a trait that I like. Yeah, I get that. If there's something that I don't like, you'll know about it. I won't it. give you the time of day, and it ain't even around. I'll be fake around it. I'll let you know I ain't got the time of the yeah. day because You're there's mine. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm joking. I wouldn't be nasty about it, but I would just not. <clears throat> yeah, you know. But like, like I said, it's another thing as well. When you get older, you know, kind of. I mean, I can count my friends on on, on that. People on one hand, but you know, realistically. Probably two hands of this, my, my, and he's one of them, my closest friends in my world that I actually love and I'll die for. And Tristan's one of them. But you think about it, I'm 35, 
How old are you? 26? 26. 26, right? You've probably got loads of friends as well. Yeah, you've got good age category. <laughs> here, so I'm idea. obviously the old man yeah, in, you're the in, old in the block. But, yeah. you know, you can see how different it is now from how I, from his younger generation to yeah. your younger generation. Yeah. And we've everything is, you know, it's, it's there and it's getting yeah. worse. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing what we're trying to get the message of. It's not getting any better. This is a bad situation now. It's really been highlighted over the last year. And it's, mm. I'd say it's in a big drastic case. Everyone needs awareness of what's going on. 100%. You know, no, because we are seeing a lot of males taking their lives at a massive rate uh, now. Yeah, it's interesting because i got some stats up here. And it's like the female percentage in for 100,000 people since the data started in 81. They was like... For men, it's 20 per 100,000 will commit suicide. For females, it's 10. Wow. And since that's changed, the men's stat has barely moved and females is cut in half. So really? Sin- yeah. So men's still higher? So it's men's literally stayed the same and potentially gone up a little bit. This data stops in 2018, so we don't know what's happened in the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the female level has dropped yeah. massively. Yeah. And I think, like, you kind of touched on this. There's a lot of, like, that pressure you were saying, like, money and having to pay bills. There's... Even yeah. though it's moving away from that, it's still that pressure just in a in a kind of natural sense to provide for your family, to oh, provide for your friends and be that tough person for them. But yeah, but you know you know what? Touching on, on what you just said, Ben, but I, I think, you know, men, not all men, obviously, you know, not everyone, but it's mainly percentage is men who are scared to talk about their mental health, right? Mm-hmm. But women, I, I, I feel, and this again, not being sexist, women suffer with silence as well. They do. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100% yeah. they do. By all means, I know we're touching on a lot of male things here because we are males and we're, we're just trying to yeah. create that awareness more to males. But for 100%, it is definitely, we're seeing a massive increase in ladies. As yeah, well, 100%. So. But what I would say, uh, my opinion is in, in ladies than in, in, in men is that I feel that ladies can talk about it more. Mm. Oh, yeah. we all know that with their, their they friends. listen and, and yeah. That, yeah. men don't listen men don't listen and women, women listen yeah. you know women you listen like, you I, do. As, as me coaching fitness I always know that when I say something once <laughs> yeah. the women have got it and they've moved on and doing it the guys are standing there doing something egotistically fucking wrong because yeah. their ego's going <laughs> fuck the coach I'm going to fucking lift this way yeah I'm going to look in the mirror and <laughs> be really hinged and that's just the nature yeah. of, of it all that is yeah. man that is the, the difference yeah. between men and women that's Exactly. Yeah, well, you've seen yeah such a such a drop in the females compared to males like men yeah. stay the same because yeah just for you like you said you've you think, knew you were like depressed from a young age how long yeah. did it take for you to like truly reach out for help um a good a good i say a good year and year maybe two because i didn't number one i didn't know what i was suffering i, I would act out on on it but i think the time i actually knew when I started, when I was about 13 and I started seeing a therapist, I mean, that's a young age to start seeing a therapist. It's a young age, isn't it? You know, my mum and dad would take me out of school to take me to London. You know, I was very, very, very lucky in that aspect where I had amazing parents, I still do, um, that would look after me and give me the best healthcare or best to my ability, you know? You know, and health is priceless. Health, you know, money can't buy you happiness and uh, money can't buy you health. Now if you you know it really can't and but you know I, I was very lucky that I had the mum and dad that would support me and help me to the best I could to find out what was wrong with me to to help with my depression to find out why and do you know what I still don't know why I had that why I was afraid mm. of death why I used to think about having dark thoughts when I go to bed and what if I never woke up how would my mum feel how would my dad feel how would my family react I still don't know what, because my, my therapist never figured it out, and I still don't know to this day. I don't have it anymore, thank God, because you know I'm in a very good place mentally and physically at the moment, like I said at the beginning of the, of the podcast. But I still, to this day, I'm 35, don't know why I had those thoughts. Why would I have the best day in the world? I'd see my daughter, I'd play, my, I'd go and be with my friends, have bands like we are now, go home tonight, go in my bed, and I'd be like, what happened if I jump off a bridge tonight? If I just snapped out the window and I did this and I jumped in front of a train? Mm. Why am I thinking like that? Yeah. What the fuck? So you, your parents created the the environment for you to be able to be open about it. Hundred percent. That's and, the big thing. And, and I think that's another thing as well. But it's yeah. being open and even if tonight, you know, I, you know, I'm sure I don't. Let's say, for example, I had a dark thought. I know I can call my mum or I can call my dad. I can call my brother. Uncle Tristan. Is that? And I can say, listen. 
I'm having dark thoughts, mate. What do I do? Mm. How do I get over this? I, because bottling it all up does not fucking help. Yeah. Because it makes it 10 times worse. You're either going to act upon it, which some people do, or you're going to fucking be like in a really bad place physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to want to get out of bed. You won't want to eat. You won't want to drink. You won't want to sleep. Like you will be in such a bad place. So the best thing is to do is to talk about it and release it. It is. It's create an environment with, with your friends, as you said, like yeah. the Mel Bravado. 100%. Like, fuck fuck the Mel Bravado. If I've got a problem, I'm going to yeah. call Tris. If I've got a problem, I'm going to call my mum or my dad. I'm not scared. You're granted, I might be scared that I might scare my mum and dad. Go, listen, I'm it's, thinking about killing myself, but at least I'm opening I, up and talking know, about it. That's the first step. So much more if you never told Listen, them that them is the first step of opening up. That is such a strong and brave and thing was, for you to do. You know, like over this lockdown, a roller coaster arrived for me obviously not being able to go to work mm. not being able to go train, not being so. able to go to the train and that put me into a very 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 dark place mm. but at home i was really trying to fight it and say right i've, I've got to be well with my family and she was noticing it and it was like you I know we went on a couple of walks and just yeah you know and yeah you know i managed to talk to a few people even like my boss ben here he, he picked me up on it like i said to him i want to a coaches meeting on on Zoom just because I, w- I wanted to see the coaches and talk and yeah, we're all talking girl. about how's yeah and they're all going yeah well I'm not right I'm doing this and I was like oh man I, I, is it only me and I never forget after that Zoom call within five minutes Ben phoned me up I said Trista you alright and he noticed that and he knows I think because obviously I work with him he knows how important this place is for me yeah like, this is my world training is my life it's always been for you. I love it and and you know and then another person throughout lockdown was a good friend of mine who I used to work on the doors with, John. John you know, yeah. he picked up on a message and he sent me a message privately because we're on a we're on a group chat. Yeah. And he sent come out the group and sent me a message and said, Tris, are you all right? And, and I could have quite easily have gone yeah, no, sweet. but I went no, fuck it, no, I'm gonna tell him. Yeah. Good. And he helped me out, and I love you, John, for that, That's and I love Ben friend. for that. That's you, a true you, friend. you were two two male guys who I normally wouldn't. Explain expect that from, especially John. You know, and especially and they John, and they John. helped me out, and it's sometimes. The person you least expect can help you out. Yeah. Because 100%. they're willing to listen and they're willing to, you know, help you out and make you move forward. Because they might know the signs because they've done it. They've been but, through it. But if you don't mention it, you, 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 you know, and, and if you mention it to someone and they start taking a piss, yeah, discard that person from your life straight away. Forever, that and your friend. Out the circle. Get yeah. rid of them. 100%. You know, so it's like... Yeah, it's been, and that's where I think we've gone with all this today. Is that like yeah. we keep repeating the same thing. But it's just so topical and so true. Talk to someone because you've got to go over and over and over. And you know, don't ask someone once; ask them twice. Yeah. Within the same sentence, and then normally you'll get a better answer out of it because we know it's been a rough year, and I'm sure we're still going to face a lot of consequences mm. down the line. Just stay positive, stay strong, stay focused. Stay positive, stay strong. You got anything to touch on this, Ben? No, yeah, just I don't know, have something to. Yeah, focus some, on everything. Yeah, morning. something even, to focus on like, wholeheartedly. Just, even it doesn't if need to it's be a, a hobby, things. even if you start fucking making puzzles, you yeah. could be surprised how that can switch off. Anything, playing golf, running rather, around, anything, rather, bath, anything. Rather than going in and hitting a bottle or hitting some drugs, and and we know yeah. a lot of people do that, and that's mm. a that's a hard road to get out of because that's, now you're bringing other depressions onto that. Yeah, yeah, you're hundred percent, mate. As you said, you're masking something and yeah. trying to live out something. But yeah, even if it's yeah, you know. just find something and I, I think that's the thing it's, we're told we need to do through social media and other things you're meant to do 10 million 10 things at once you've yeah. always got to do more and more and more but like just do one thing Yeah, I have that one focus you said you don't you said you just think about your training and that's the next the like next I thing said, all you're thinking about is yeah. training like what are you going to well, do well my bad thing is before, before you guys end it is my bad thing is that I used to think about my past and I used to think about the future mm. But now I've been taught by my therapist, you know, don't think about the past of what you fucked up on, what the drink you used to, to take to mask what you said, yeah. to, to, to get you away from what you're feeling. Don't think about the future and what you just think about every day you wake up, day at a time. Because that's what the 12 steps are. That's it. You think about a day at a time. You wake up in the morning, what? How am I going to smash this day? Yeah. What, you, what goal are you going to set that day? Don't think, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do that and next day. No today and that is it and then tomorrow I do the same thing for that day and tomorrow for the same thing for that day and that is it and that's what I do and that's what you guys should do it helps me yeah and, and it's, that's it and it's like finding the things to 
help you move forward and and like there's like i say different experiences and different things some people will have pasts yeah. that ne that need to be let go and if that's seeking professional help definitely recommend but there's always some, yeah there's always someone who's been through the same thing like, yeah yeah there's, there's always know, someone there's always someone who's worse worse out than you but you know just to touch back on what i said for me with my depression and my mental health um, and you know, probably you guys as well, is that for me, my training at my house every morning, whether it's lifting weights, going for a run, doing my boxing, helps me massively. And I can't recommend it enough to anybody out there. If you are a sufferer of depression or any mental health, you don't really train, just try it. Just give it a go for a Just sit, move. Just move, just get up, yeah. Getting out for a walk if Anything. you've never done it. Okay, find a walk, find somewhere that's nice. It will change your life because it changed mine. Listen to a podcast when you go out for a walk. I've done a lot of that. You know, you, yeah, you listen know, to this. Ben, <laughs> you know, you, you, you find something that can help you switch off and yeah. move forward and, and find people that can help you mm. to get out of that situation, move forward. And then if it's really, really bad, maybe you do need to seek out that, that professional help. Yeah, 100%. Who, who know the ins and outs of how to get you away from a bad past or a bad blockage in your life at the moment even if it means you know looking forward and and that's easier said than done but yeah. get in looking at a new job expire we can do anything you want when you put or your mind to you it you can change you yeah. can change yeah. and i think sometimes the biggest thing for me has always been change is what i'm really afraid of yeah. i get quite I comfortable i, I get like quite that. comfortable in my own setting own and bubble, i don't yeah. want to change but sometimes when you do that change you're yeah. now, hold on a minute, I've now let go some stress, but I'm now in a better place because of that change. Yeah. Don't be afraid yeah. to change. There's and you'll never know until you take that change. Well so, said. Some, well said. Uh, I, can't, I read it a long time ago, I'm gonna paraphrase it. It was about, you can't heal in the environment that you were, you were hurt. So it's like, that's- like, Move on. Yeah, yeah it's Move good. Change, change your environment, change your friends. Change, that's it. And yeah. Don't be afraid to do it, man. Don't Just be think, afraid right, to change, yeah. Today's the day I'm gonna change. Yeah. Today's the day I'm gonna get up and walk. Today's the day I'm gonna do some training. Today's the day I'm gonna listen to the infamous performance podcast <laughs> and go for all the stuff they talk about and, yeah. and, and, do it. and get that's a better life, get a better lifestyle. You know, start you know, eating better, sleeping better, yeah. training better, living better, passing that on, pass it on, pass it I on, pass so. it on, pass it on. I guess no doubt if anyone is listening and needs help, then like, yeah. Reach, reach out. out. Reach, reach out. out. Reach any out. Any reach of us. Out. DM me, like, I'll help you. Yeah, you've been more of an advocate than uh, yeah, DM me. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. 100%, guys. Thank you. So, nice. Josh, um, you know, thank you for coming on today. Thanks I think this has been a good I've one to touch on. A hell of a lot. Yeah, man. To, thank to you. touch into to the mental health side. As Thanks I say, it's a, big, it's a big thing going on. We've And we've seen how big it is over this lockdown. So, yeah. Thanks, guys, for you guys who've listened. For you guys who haven't, fucking get a listen. Yeah. <laughs> get on it. Tell everyone about us. Spread yeah. the word. Um, you can catch us on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. So across all the platforms. Obviously, if you want to look at our beautiful faces, get on YouTube, because then I feel like sometimes it's better. More, more I, 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 know for me, for I know for me, when I listen to a podcast, I like to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, and mm, you know, facial expressions and everything mean, mean a big thing. Get so yeah. Make yeah. sure you push Cheering, that, guys. Yeah, push that like button and subscribe. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you on the next show.